Welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. This is a big dream come true for me. I am bringing you one of the most amazing humans, my mentor and coach and just amazing human being. And many of you know him, but I'm going to do a proper introduction. Uh, Bob Berg is a sought after speaker at company leadership and sales conferences, sharing the platform with everyone from today's top business leaders and broadcast personalities, and even a former U.S. president. Bob is the author of a number of books on sales, marketing, and influence, with total book sales of well over a million copies. His book, The Go-Giver, co-authored with John David Mann, itself has sold over 950,000 copies, and it has been translated into 28 languages. His and John's newest parable in The Go-Giver series is the go-giver influencer. Bob is an advocate, supporter, and defender of the free enterprise system, believing that the amount of money one makes is directly proportional to how many people they serve. He is also an unapologetic animal fanatic and is a past member of the board of directors of Furry Friends Adoption Clinic and Ranch in his town of Jupiter, Florida. Now, aside from all of that, Bob is one of the most Amazing. He is the personification of over-delivering in value and generosity. And I, I still have to pinch myself when I get to introduce this man as my friend. So please help me welcome the amazing Bob Berg. Ah, uh, mi amiga magnifica. <laughs> Bob, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for making the time. I know your time is 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 spread thin and and I am so so grateful for for you making this time to be here with us today. My absolute pleasure, Bertha. You are one of my favorite human beings on this earth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> An opportunity to get to to speak with you and your listeners and viewers is a real real uh, honor for me. Thank Wonderful, you. Bob. I super appreciate that. So so I'm going to go into a little bit of backstory without taking too much time. I picked up the go-giver. Uh, at an airport on my way to a business meeting in Tampa. It just caught my attention. You know, we always hear about, you know, the go-getter and, and, and the book just really caught my attention. Read it on the plane on the way, a short little trip to Tampa on the way over and back. And when I landed before I came home, I stopped at Barnes and Noble and bought every copy that they had wow. and started sending it out to all of my friends and then ordered another 10 and sent it out to all of my friends. So before I met Bob, I'd probably given away, Bob, over 200 copies of the book. And it was my, my way of, of letting people know, listen, and, and the reaction that I got from them was very telling because I knew who was going to react the way that I did. Like this was a life-changing book. It gave me permission to do so many things and to run my business the way I'd always thought we should run our business. And, and one day a dear friend told me, have you ever reached out to... Bob Berg? And I said, no, because you know, who does that? And, and I did. And I think a month later we were meeting in Orlando and the rest is history. So I want to get into a little bit of, of obviously the book, Bob, because I'm, I'm one of those people who keeps, you know, five or six copies in my car. And if I have a nice conversation with someone at a Starbucks, I will tell them, don't leave. I have something to give you. And they look at me like I'm a freak. But, but they, if I run into them again at the same Starbucks, 
um, mm-hmm. they they're always thanking me for for something that just revolutionized the way they they look at their business. You know, you are you're you're not only a wonderful ambassador of the the message. You're really the walking embodiment of the message in everything you do. And uh, you know, and I, I and I'm I'm greatly complimented when you say how the the message struck you and and allowed you to do. But you know, really, it, 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 what it was was you simply identified with something you already were, and it maybe provided a tool or or some suggestions to. Um, allow that what you already had inside you to manifest itself outwardly but you know but that that's you and that's always been you thank you bob for saying that and i i i i know that w- that I, it's easy for me to say that when i have people that get that reaction with the book i i say listen it's because that's how you are so i really appreciate that but bob can you uh, just give us a little history into you know if we look bob up in the dictionary what would it say Oh my gosh. Well, let's see. You'd see that it can be spelled forward and backward the same way. Mm -hmm. So there's that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, really, I mean, I I don't think there's anything, uh, you know, special other than, uh, you know, my background was in broadcasting first and then in sales and and from there and from really studying sales and, and, and really making a study of personal development as well. I think the two are so related, uh, I was able to grow in certain ways as to be able to then have a message that I could deliver and share with others. And, and really that's how it, uh, you know, all kind of came to be. I love that. Great, great. And Bob, can you give us just a quick overview? And I know uh, so many people out there have read, I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to someone who says, oh yeah, Bob Berg. I, it's like everybody knows you. Everybody knows the go-giver. This has become a movement and and I'm so happy to say it that way because it really has. And it's it just every year I see that it's exponential, the growth that it's had much to the, the benefit of this planet. So can you give us just a quick review of the the five laws that you talk about? Sure. Stratospheric success. And the go-giver itself is a, a business parable. So while they're while it's based on, of course, real life proven principles, mm-hmm. uh, and there are incidents in the story that actually happened to the authors. Um, it, it's a work of fiction. And so <clears throat> it was co-authored by John David Mann, who, as you know, is a, a brilliant writer and storyteller. Mm-hmm. I'm much more of a how-to. I'm step one, step two, step three, et cetera. John's a great storyteller. So uh, it was a very good collaboration. Um, the, the the overview, the... Um, premise, if you will, upon which the five laws are based, is simply that shifting your your focus from getting to giving, and when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. And understanding that doing so is not only a more pleasant way of conducting business, but it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. That's in the business sense. In the personal sense, <coughs> it's focusing on bringing immense value to those in your life, you know, whether, you know, uh, personal relationships, family, and other, you know, types. So the, the principles work across the board. Of course, it's a business book, so that's that's sort of the, the lead part. But when we say that... Shifting your focus, you know, really focusing on on giving value to others, 
that is it's a profitable way of conducting business. There's nothing, you know, la la about that or or woo woo. You know, it's it's uh, it, it when you think about it, it really makes very logical sense because when you're that person who can move your focus off of yourself and off of your own needs, right? And really focus on that other person, making their life better, adding value, if you will, as we like to say it, to their lives. People feel good about you. People are much more likely to want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, it, you know, it, it, it's concrete in, in that way. So it's, uh, the five laws themselves are the laws of uh, value, uh, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. The uh, the law of value, which is sort of the foundational principle, it's it's what everything else builds upon. It, it says that that uh, your true worth in the business sense, of course, your true mm-hmm. worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in in payment. Which sounds a little counterintuitive if you don't really you know know what that means. So we like to just explain it very simple terms. There's a big difference between price and value. Uh, price being a dollar figure, it's uh, a dollar amount, it's, it's finite. Mm-hmm. Um, value, on the other hand, being the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something, to the end user or beholder. Mm-hmm. In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth or value to another person that they will willingly, in the business sense, exchange their money for it and be glad that they did while you make a very healthy profit. You, you've heard me certainly talk about the, the uh, give the analogy of the uh, uh, accountant who, you know, mm-hmm. she, she, you hire her to do your taxes. She charges you a thousand dollars. That's her fee or her price, mm-hmm. but she, she saves you $5,000 in taxes. She saves you countless hours of time and she provides you and your family with the security and the peace of mind of knowing it was done correctly. Well, she gave you a lot more in value than what she took in payment. So you feel terrific about it. She also made, she made a very healthy profit, which Mm. she should. That's a good thing. Uh, But it happened because of her focus. Her focus was not on the fee. Mm -hmm. Her focus was on the value she was giving you. She got time to know you. She took time to know you and learn about your business and learn about what you were looking to accomplish and learn how she could serve you. And, you know, and so all those, all those benefits, all those things she brought gave you much more in value. And that's aside from just the money she saved you. Right. Right. So where the focus was, and this is why we say Benita, that, that money is simply an echo of value. Money is an mm-hmm. echo of value. It's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, which means the focus needs to be on the value you're providing others. The money you receive is simply a very natural result of the value you've provided. That's I love law number one. Uh, we can go through the others if you'd like. It's uh, sure. Up to you. sure. So, so law number two is the law of compensation. And the law of compensation says your income is determined by how many people you serve, 
and how well you serve them. So where law number one says to give more in value than you take in payment, law number two tells us that the more people whose lives you touch with the exceptional value you provide, the more money with which you'll be rewarded. So again, let's go back to your account in the first example. She gave you much more in value than what she took in payment. So you feel great about it. You would do business with her again, and the chances are you would likely refer her to many others. Well, her other clients feel the same way about her. So our accountant is very quickly amassing what we call an army of personal walking ambassadors. Mm. And as she continues to add that kind of exceptional value to the lives of more and more people, her income will continue to grow and grow. In that particular chapter or or lesson in the story, uh, Nicole Martin, who was the CEO, uh, shared with the protege, the, the protagonist and the, the, the protege, uh, Joe, mm-hmm. that while law number one, the law of value represents your potential income, law number two, which is all about the number of lives you impact mm-hmm. with that value, right? Word, yes. That represents your actual income. Wow. So you take those first two laws, right? And you say, well, exceptional value plus significant reach equals very high compensation. This is why we're such a big believer in creating a a business based on endless referrals. Right, right. Um, Law number three is the law of influence. And this one says your influence is determined by how um, abundantly you place other people's interests first. Now, again, this one sounds kind of counterintuitive when you first hear it, maybe counterproductive, perhaps even um, Pollyanna-ish. Right place other per- so let me qualify this because I this is it's very easily misunderstood and I think it's very important when we say place the other person's interests first we certainly don't mean you should be anyone's doormat or you should be a martyr or you should be self sacrificial in any way right none of none of that no it's simply as Joe learned from several of the mentors in the story the golden rule of of business of, of sales is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And there's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way to elicit those feelings in others toward you Mm -hmm. than by genuinely moving from an I focus or me focus to what we call an other focus, looking for ways, as, as Sam, one of the mentors in the story, advised Joe, to make your win all about the mm-hmm. other person's win. Yes, yes. So that's law number three. Law number four is the law of authenticity. And this says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. Mm-hmm. In this lesson, uh, Deborah Davenport, very successful business builder, um, shared a lesson that she learned, which was that all the skills in the world, the sales skills, technical skills, people Mm -hmm. skills, as important as they are, and they are indeed all very, very important. Uh, They're also all for naught if you don't come at it from your true authentic core. Yes. But when you do, Mm -hmm. when you you like to say, show up as yourself, Mm -hmm. day after day, week after week, month after month, people feel good about you. People feel safe with you. They feel comfortable with you. Why? Well, they know who they're getting, 
right? Yes. You're yes. showing up as yourself. <laughs> exactly. And they're much more likely to know, like, love and trust you and want to be in a relationship with you. And so when we ask the question, so why then do some people not really show up authentically or as authentically as we believe they should? A lot of times, Berta, it comes down to not malintent. It simply comes down to not having the self-confidence to do so. Hey, it's difficult to show up authentically when you don't feel you have that authentic value to show up with. Right. right. Uh, I think we all have two types of, of value, uh, authentic value, if you will. There's intrinsic value, which means just by being a person, just by being here, we bring value to the table. Mm. We also, though, have what I call market value. And I define market value as that combination of strengths, traits, talents, and characteristics that allows a person to bring value to others, to the marketplace, to individuals, to, and in such a way that they will be financially rewarded for it. Now, we all have these strengths. Sometimes we're not aware of what they are. And, and that's difficult because we need to be able to really honor and understand what these strengths are or we can't communicate them right. to others right. and then it's hard to lead with authenticity it's hard to bring our authentic self to the table now why is it so difficult well because we're human beings mm -hmm. and as human beings um we're so emotionally close to ourselves right? Yes. And it's sometimes difficult to see those, those strengths. That's why people like yourself are so invaluable. That's why you provide such an amazingly valuable experience because it's good to be able to work with someone who cares about you, but who isn't so emotionally invested and involved with you in that way that they can't right. see. Right. Claire, right. So it's right. <laughs> right. And, uh, uh, and, and so we need to be able to really celebrate and and embrace our strengths now don't get me wrong we also have to understand our weaknesses yes and i believe there are are three different types of weaknesses that are handled three different ways there are the weaknesses that really don't matter okay so we can we can ignore them okay we can delegate or we can ignore which is fine it's just it's it's a weakness but it's not it would be like in a non-business sense it would be like me saying um uh, I don't I don't run long distances well, but at 62 years old and not planning on running a marathon, I ignore that weakness. It's okay, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there's the type of weakness that we need to mitigate. Uh, in business, it might be, and I'm certainly like this. I don't have a really good head for numbers, so keeping books and and um, doing that part of the business is not something that's my strength, it's, okay? So it's not something I personally do, but it's a weakness I mitigate. I learned enough about it so that I can be involved and know what to look. You know what I'm saying? It's, right, it's, right. Uh, in, in the non-business sense, it would be, I love junk food and I don't like working out. Right. So it's something I've had to mitigate. So I have a trainer who comes, she comes in five days a week, every morning. So I know she's showing up. She prepares my meals for the day so they're healthy and delicious. And I don't keep Oreo cookies in the house because I would eat them, you know. doesn't mean I don't have Oreo cookies ever, but when I do, I have to work harder to get them. I have to go 
to the store. I have to be as opposed to them being right there. So again, I'm not, I'm in no way a health food fanatic or a health Mm -hmm. fanatic. I mean, fanatic in a good sense of this way, but I mitigate those weaknesses. Okay. And then there are the weaknesses that need to be uh, turned into strengths. If you're going to, if you're going to be able to fulfill your potential and see, I think sometimes people, they use the concept of authenticity in order to give themselves an excuse not to grow or change. Mm. It's like the person who says, well, I have anger issues and I yell at people a lot. If I were to act any differently, that wouldn't be authentic. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, you know that's, that's ridiculous. That's right. malarkey, right? right? It's nonsense. Uh, what it means is that this person has an authentic problem mm-hmm. that they need to authentically work on in order to become mm-hmm. a better more effective, authentic version of themselves. So that's mm-hmm. a weakness that needs to be worked on and, and improved. So yes, we need to know about our weaknesses, but we need to embrace our strengths mm-hmm. because that's how we show up. That's how we're able to show up authentically in a very value-based way. I love that, Bob. And I, and I think uh, sometimes we tend to focus more on the weaknesses than on the strengths. And I think just as as humanity, unless we are intentional about making sure that we are, as you said, embracing the exactly. the, the the strengths. Thank you for that. Exactly. Oh, my pleasure. And, and then here's, uh, the yes, last one's my favorite. No, no, no. This is the big one. This is the one I need. I need you to to describe well, because this, this is, is very, the big very one. natural. Yeah. Uh, the law of receptivity, law number five, uh, is, is the law of receptivity says the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. And, you know, Berta, I think if the law of value, law number one, is the um, foundational principle, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. law number five, the law of receptivity, is the one that brings it all home and and helps it make sense. Okay. Again, the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. This really means nothing more than that as human beings we breathe out and we breathe in. Mm-hmm. It's not one or the other. You could not survive just doing one. Either try breathing in without then breathing out. Try <laughs> breathing out without breathing in. You cannot do it. Mm-hmm. We must do that. We breathe out. We breathe in. We breathe out carbon dioxide. We breathe in oxygen. We breathe out, which is giving. Mm-hmm. We breathe in, which is receiving. Contrary to what the world around us seems to want us to believe, and this is from the time of whether it's, you know, upbringing, environment, schooling, news media, television, movies, where all these messages of lack and, uh, you know, the the messages we get from the world around us is is not uh, mixed in terms of prosperity thinking. It's negative. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yes. how many times do people have we been hearing about people just insulting people for being millionaires? Or yeah, billionaires? exactly. Exactly. Right. Now, if the person got it dishonestly, of course, they, they should. They yeah. should be in jail. Right. But right. if someone provided a product or service that the marketplace benefited from, not to mention the number of jobs that were created, exactly. not to mention and the charity they can then give and not to mention mm-hmm. all the benefit from right. someone doing something like that, if they did it honestly. All the power to them. Absolutely. Okay. And yet, what do we hear? You know, oh, they shouldn't exist. And, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and, and this, by the way, this is not democratic. Republic. I'm yeah. neither. I have right. no attachment to either party. Right. Okay? It's a matter of 
what do we, how do, how does our minds work in terms of our unconscious look at prosperity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And so Randy Gage, who, who I, I know, you know, Randy, yes. he does this, this brilliant vignette about movies, how there are typically in any really big blockbuster movie, there are two basic characters. There are the good people who are generally portrayed as being poor, right, happy, right, yeah. and honest, and yeah. wonder, right? But yeah. they're always being taken advantage of, pushed around, stepped on, stepped around, stepped over by who? The rich the people. Rich, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, these are just the messages. We, and and, it all, and it's all the time. Mm-hmm. So it gets into our unconscious from the time we're little kids and we yes. grow up and it's very difficult to, to deal with. It's so insidious because it's not something that we're thinking of logically, rationally, and outwardly. It's in the unconscious. Mm-hmm. So we don't yeah. even know. Yeah, it's and crazy. So, so we resist prosperity. And, and so we need to instead become aware. Awareness is always the first key. And then once we're aware, we can begin checking our premises. So when someone says uh, uh, billionaires shouldn't exist, ask yourself the question, why not? Yeah. Does someone who made their billions honestly, you can always then ask, is that the case? That, that's an individual thing. But ask right. the question, if someone made their billions or millions honestly, um, why shouldn't they exist? What, you know, what's the reason? Not in a defensive way, just right. the premises. Why not? Mm-hmm. Does it? Does there being a millionaire, does it hurt or does it take away money from others? Does it make other people poorer? Or does it actually rise all tides? Right. Ask the questions. Yeah. Find out. Research. And, and don't just watch MS, MSNBC and don't just watch Fox. Right, right. Watch both. Right. Watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox. And, and, and when you do, when you watch the people whose views you disagree with, who you know you disagree with, mm-hmm. you don't have to agree with them, but listen and mm-hmm. discover why they think as they think. Right. Right. right? right. And then again, that's whether you're a conservative or a liberal, libertarian, right. you know, if you, mm. so, so, and so, and, and keep asking and study. But the big thing is, I'm going to suggest this, proactively study prosperity mm, read know. and and watch and listen to the podcasts and the videos that randy gage puts out that david nagel puts out that ellen rogan the, the financial advisor from chicago who works with women on financial mindset that you know that they do uh and and because see the garbage about lack mm-hmm. comes in naturally right you get it everywhere around you right so we need to consciously uh, bring in that prosperity mindset into our minds. And then we start and we realize that, that, you know, um, that making money so long as you have provided value to another Mm -hmm. human being is righteous. It's a great thing. It's, it's Mm -hmm. wonderful. As Rabbi Daniel Lappin writes in his book, Thou Shalt Prosper, uh, money is simply a, it's a note of appreciation from another human being. Wow. I love that, Bob. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the biggest, um, sort of shake me out of my, my comfort zone was that fifth law of receptivity. I think that's the one that I, that 
that is why I picked up the book. That is what, and, and I love how you say, you know, giving and receiving are two sides of the same coin. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times as givers, we get into that giving mode and we, and Bob, people have had to push me into, because I'll sit in a coffee meeting with someone and, and I'll be like, how can I help you? And I make my list and, you know, I'm very intentional about the mutual mm -hmm. introductions and what can I do and who can I connect you with and, and how can I serve you? And, and, and I think very few times will I let someone, you know, answer the question, well, how, how can I help you? And I would be exactly. like, oh, I'm good. And you know what? <laughs> but it was right. And that's something it. that, in, in, but you know it. You, right. so you know that. Right. And that's what gives you the opportunity to, to work on it. I would say to somebody, you know, it's like building muscles, right? How do, you, right. Don't, you don't start with, with, you know, 300 pounds. You start with 10 pounds, which might be someone saying, uh, hey, let me buy coffee. Right. Instead of, oh, no, no, it's, oh, thank you so much. Or, <laughs> exactly. hey, you look very nice today. Oh, no, no, instead of, thank you so much. You know, or, yes. you know what I mean? It's, I it's those it. little things. Absolutely, absolutely, Bob. And I, and I want to, yes, yeah. And I, and I want to talk about, because you mentioned it earlier, and I want to get into just a little bit about endless referrals, but I don't want to let go of this this value conversation and prosperity conversation that we're having for just a, a few more minutes, because there are so many, especially that I work a lot with coaches and speakers and, and there's a lot of talk around pricing and I try to help them understand that, you know, we don't sell coaching. There's no money in coaching. It, we're, we're, we're really offering them and serving them the result that they can get as a result of, of the coaching. Absolutely. And, and so how do you, how do you have that conversation? And I know Bob, because I've attended your, your, your conferences and your weekends where we do the sales training and, and endless referrals. And I, and I come out of there so much more um, in a place of posture equipped. Exactly. <laughs> so how can you talk a little bit into that space of when people maybe are, are devaluing themselves in what they offer? Yeah. Well, and you just, you just hit it on the head, mm -hmm. devaluing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. See, we don't want people to be the low priced alternative. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because when you sell on low price and if you don't value yourself, you will sell at a lower price than, than what you're worth. Mm -hmm. okay. um, when you sell on low price, you're a commodity. Now that's okay for uh, Walmart. Right. Uh, it, it's okay for Amazon.com. Mm -hmm. They do that very well. That is their plan. That is how they're okay. But we're not they. Right. And mm -hmm. When we, tr when we sell ourselves short and as a commodity, business is not fun. It's not rewarding either emotionally or financially. And it's really not sustainable. Right. Okay? Right. Uh, right. When you sell on price, you're a commodity. When you sell on value, you're a resource. Mm. When you sell at a higher price because you've communicated that immense value, that person actually is more excited to work with you. That person's much more likely to follow what you are helping them to, to accomplish and, and lots more benefits. So the question becomes, well, how do I communicate that value? Because here's the thing, Berta, when it comes down to it, whatever you charge, if they believe that the price you're asking them to pay is up here 
and the value is here, okay, for those listening, but the value is lower than the price. Their remember, value is the perception. It's the perceived value. It's, it's, it's in the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. So if they see the, 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 the price you're asking them to pay as higher than the value they're going to receive, they're going to say no. Okay, of course they are. If they see the price here, okay, and the value higher than the price, they're going to say yes. That is how it is. That is a very, very basic law of economics. Mm -hmm. So the question then becomes, how do I communicate that value? Mm. Now, on a very basic level, during the sales process, during the sales conversation, the first thing that you need to do is discover there. Well, let's put it this way. What is selling? What is the definition of selling? It's discovering what the other person wants, needs, or desires and helping them to get it. Mm -hmm. Discovering. The first part is the discovery. And we discover that those needs, wants, and desires by asking questions. Now, what are the questions you're asking? It it depends. It depends upon what you do and, and what the value you generally add to those in your targeted market. So you should always know the questions you're going to ask. And those questions need to help that person to express themselves in such a way that they are able to clearly communicate. Because, you know, that's the only way you can know what to give them. Because what's going to happen is once they have told you what they need, want, and desire, and let's assume uh, that you can do that that that's in your strength zone to be able to to provide that that's the uh, the basic premise we're talking about right. now it's up to you to then match the benefits of what you provide them with those needs wants and desires to the degree you do that effectively that's the degree that the values up here and the, the prices is, is there but it begins with asking questions and listening mm-hmm. and really listening without assuming Right. That you know what they mean unless you absolutely know what they mean. <laughs> but we all know that we see the world from our own parad- uh, paradigm, our own you know, belief systems, our own set of beliefs. So what they say, we might think we understand what they mean, but we don't know that necessarily. Right. So we must ask questions and clarify. Hmm. I love and it's that. only when we, when we are absolutely 100% sure, now we can move on. But even before we do, we want to summarize before we do the actual presentation part where we tie in what we can offer. Um, now we need to make sure that we understand what they're saying. So, so just to say something like, you know, before we move on, let me just, uh, for my own clarif- clarification, just to make sure I totally understand what you're looking to accomplish through this, you know, what have you. Right. Uh, you know, what I heard was you need to, X, Y, Z in the next five months in order to be able to meet your goal of blah, 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 you know, whatever it happens to be. Right. Now, if they say, uh, well, no, I kind of, okay, now this is great because right. now you can clarify and they know you are listening. That doesn't yes. make you, it makes you look great. Yes. Because they know, but if they say, yeah, yeah, you hit it on the head, that's it. Now, the only thing I'm going to uh, then suggest before moving on is that you say, you know, terrific. Let me just ask. Is there anything else that I may have missed that's of high importance to you? Mm-hmm. Oh, so we have, again, so we're making sure. And see, when you do this, you're going to get far less objections. 
during the, because you're able to know exactly what you need to cover and educate, right? You know, what is, when we're selling, you know, the old, we always say the old English root of the word sell was salad, right? Mm -hmm. Which meant to give. Right. So when you're selling, you're giving. What are you giving? Well, you're giving time, attention, counsel, education, empathy, and of course, most of all, value. So that by the time you're ready to ask them to take action on this, okay, uh, what can be called closing the sale or opening the sale or completing the transaction, it doesn't matter what you call it. Um, But by the time you're asking them to take action, you're simply asking them to take action on something they've already told you they want to do. Right. See, I want that part of the process to be fun. Mm-hmm. for you and the other person because how great on their part that they've met you right. that they're going to get get counsel from you and coaching from or you know whatever it is you do mm-hmm. that's going to help them to grow oh i love it i love it bob that's that's amazing so bob let me ask you a question because i know that that um influence is such a big word now and and your latest book which i loved um can you tell us a little bit about the, just the philosophy of, of influence and how important it is right now that we, that we have that? And it's one of, the, one of the five laws, but how important is it that we are able to convey that? Well, again, I think you hit it on the head when you said it's one of the five laws. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so important that we wrote a book on it, right? right the last right. the go-giver influencer. Right. Uh, right. Because we feel right now that influence is so key, and we'll define it in a moment, but that it's mm-hmm. so key because of the way, and, and while it's, again, written in a business context, we also felt it had very political overtones because mm-hmm. we see these days that when people argue, and I mean argue, Right. Whether it's on, uh, you know, uh, Twitter or Facebook or at a family gathering or mm-hmm. whatever it happens to be, there's a big challenge, a big problem. And that is, you know, it used to be that when it came to politics, it was kind of, I'm right, you're wrong. Now, that's not in and of itself a great, great thing, but it's manageable because if you feel you're right and the other person's wrong, you'll engage with them. Right. Okay. But now it's no longer I'm right, you're wrong. It's I'm right, you're evil. Yes. And if you think another person's evil, you won't even bother engaging with them. And if they think you're evil, they won't bother engaging with you. Who will they engage with? The people who they already agree with. And nothing gets done that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Not you know no no one gets influenced or persuaded or helped or mm-hmm. because one of the greatest things in this life is to be able to make a new decision based on new or additional information whether mm-hmm. it's you or the other person. Amen. And so, what influence is on a, on a very basic level, influence is simply the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action. Uh, usually within the context of a specific goal. By definition, that's influence. Mm-hmm. Now, that's influence, but as John and I often say, and as we said in the book, that's the definition, but that's not its its substance or its essence, okay? Mm-hmm. The essence of influence uh, is pull. Pull as opposed to push, mm-hmm. uh, as in how far can you push a rope, Mm-hmm. And we know the answer is not very far, right. right? That's why great influencers don't pull, don't push. Mm-hmm. They're not pushy, 
right? Because it just doesn't, it doesn't work, at least right. not sustainably. Mm -hmm. So usually not even immediately. Right. Um, pull, well, that's kind of another word for an attraction, right? Mm -hmm. Pull, we attract people first to us and only then to our ideas. And a great influencer does this, Berta, by understanding that, again, it's not about us. It's about the other person. Dale Carnegie in his classic, How to Win Friends and Influence mm -hmm. People, wrote, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, not our yes. reasons. Yes. So yes. the great influencer, who we call the genuine influencer, always asks themselves questions first to make sure they're heading in the right direction, that their focus is correct. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, how does what I'm asking this other person to do, how does it align with their goals? with their wants, their needs, their desires. How does what I want this other person to do, how does it align with their values? Uh, what problems of theirs does it help solve? How does it make their life better, happier, more fulfilling? And when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully, uh, intelligently, uh, genuinely, authentically, not as a way to manipulate another person into doing our will, mm -hmm. but as a way of building everyone in the process, now we've come a lot closer to earning that person's commitment as opposed to trying to depend on some type of compliance, whether it's, you know, bullying or manipulation right. or trickery right. or, you right. know. Uh, amazing, amazing, Bob. Bob, I, I could be here for, for five hours with you, but I want to be respectful of your time. But I do want to, before we we get to the tail end of this, just talk a little bit about, um, about endless referrals, if you don't mind. Uh, just give us a little, because I know you've got something coming up in July. Can you tell us a little bit about what what we can expect. I know what to expect, but I, I just, I just love it. And I, I know that that's an amazing, an amazing program and, and that you've put that together really from a place of, again, that, that service and adding value, but, but how do we put that to work? Yeah. And you know, the reason why we believe so strongly in a referral based business is because when you're working with referred prospects, it's easier to set the appointment. Mm -hmm. You know, because of borrowed influence. So think about how much less time it takes to actually get in front of people who can say yes. yes. People who want to do business with you, who need what you have to offer and who can afford it. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, with, with a referred prospect, price is generally less of an issue. You've been right. pre-sold to that person. You have borrowed mm -hmm. influence. Um, with a referred prospects, it's typically easier to close the sale or complete the transaction borrowed trust, right? Or what we call vicarious experience. No, this person's never done business with you, but someone who they know, like, and trust has said, this is the person you want to go with. Absolutely. This is the person who's an expert at what they do. This is the person who has your best interests at heart. This is the person who will take care of you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with a referred prospect, they're already of the mindset that that's how you do business since that's how they met you. So they're much more likely to refer you to others when you ask uh, correctly. So yeah, we're a big, we're big believers in that. And, and we do have our, our endless referrals, the go giver way, uh, two day workshops. And we, we limit, well, we were limiting them to 30 people, but now with the uh, COVID and the right. uh, social distancing requirements, uh, we're now limiting it to 20. 
And okay. so, uh, so yes, people can go to uh, endlessreferrals.com and find out more about that. We also have a, an online video course uh, mm-hmm. about to be released called Endless Referrals, the go-go way for those who don't <laughs> want to travel at all. So, <laughs> yes, yes. And I know there's been a lot of, of heart and, and time and resources uh, put into Kathy making Kathy Tejmel, who you know. Kathy, uh, uh, I love Kathy. She has absolutely just, uh, I, I can't even say enough about her, what mm-hmm. she has done to put this together. I, I always say she's, uh, I compare her to the uh, beautiful swan who, you know, you see effortlessly gliding across <laughs> the lake, but underneath, you know, that the lake, <laughs> right? That's you don't happy. see that part. So, That's you know, happy. she doesn't get the credit she deserves, but my goodness, uh, has she done a magnificent job. Amazing. I, I love that. Bob, and what else is, what, what else is on the, on the calendar for you for the rest of 2020? Well, not traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Other like than going to uh, Orlando for the, uh, you know, we're going to start holding them, by the way, in Jupiter as, as well. Which oh, is good, awesome. good. So, which is even better for me because yeah. I can sleep in my own bed that night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, so we're going to be having these now in uh, Orlando and Jupiter. Switching Perfect. Back and awesome. Forth. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, like every other speaker, all of my, you know, out of state. Yeah. Engagements have been, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll, I'll make sure to put a note to that. Um, I, I know that most of you know, Bob, and if you don't, and if you know me, you already have this book in your hands. Um, the series is amazing, the entire series. So I highly, highly recommend that if you haven't read the rest of the books that you you get into them, they're just chock full of, of beautiful, very heart-centric lessons. But as you heard of throughout the the podcast it's it's bob it's it, they're practical it's it's stuff that you can apply today you can leave after hearing this interview and there are things that you can put into motion as far as even the sales techniques and 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 bob are you going to have any of your of the of the sales conferences coming up i know you you'll touch on that in endless referrals but the uh we probably won't be having the um, you know the the, the bigger ones right. because we're going to keep everything small. So okay. we're probably for right now going to to do the uh, you know keep it with focused on the the endless okay. referrals. But we're always there also to answer sales questions right. that people have and work it. along with you because that's such an important you know part. All the referrals in the world are great. You still yeah. need to know how to actually <laughs> exactly. sell your product or service, and all the the knowing how to sell your product or service is great. But it's nothing if you don't have people in front of you. Exactly. So, you know, it's exactly. not an either or. It's really an and. It really okay. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. It's just that we we've gotten so much out of that, and I and I have made lifelong friends at these events um, oh, that I still keep in touch with, people. and 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 you know Ben, I was in Colorado a couple of weeks ago, oh. uh, and and we had dinner, and and oh. it was great fun to get together. And Steve and I, I mean, it's just it's it's a great group. The the Go Giver people are just. Uh, well, so Bob, we love you. yes. you're just you know i just can't can't say enough about you and you're such a a delight and a, a really a treasure as a human being thank you thank you bob and i am so grateful you are such a blessing to me i i i continue to to uh thank god every day that i that i have you in my life and um i'm i'm happy that you came so that so that i could share you with our audience and and continue to to you know just grow together so i i am grateful for you making this time thank you thank you thank you bob 
Thank you. Appreciate it. Right. All right, everyone, go out there and do good and be great and go play outside. <laughs>